I stay posted in the paint. I'm focused like the coaches, man. I be spitting game. Messed around, got a triple double. Never trip or stumble. SSDLG, that's the click that run you. Got that magic flow. Dirk fade, Mavericks flow. Rack City, don't pass it though. Throw the dime, you can't bag one, no. Uh, it's that 2K flow. You think you hot? If you say so. Ballin' out of control. Oh yeah, they know. I'm Kobe on the mic. Show them the lake show. You see me shooting threes on a fast break. On fire and I use them as my ashtray. My defense force them to a double dribble. Throw a pass around my back quicker than a missile. There goes the alley-oop. Shatter the backboard. That's how we do. This is what we do, SS over everything, you ain't messing with the crew Every single summer, every single winter All we do is ball, all we do is kill em All we do is kill em, take it to the ceiling Yeah, we in the building and we hurting y'all feelings Sensational, we a movement We can do it They do have a timeout, decide not to use it Curry, way downtown, bang, bang Oh, what a shot from Curry with six tenths of a second remaining. Should the Spurs foul? Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> you the real MVP. SSBA, what is up? This is your co-host, Swim Funk, a.k.a. Swim to God, a.k.a. Swimothy, a.k.a. Swim to Loop. It is now time for the Western Conference Preview. We ranked all the teams 15 to 1, started at 15 and went down to 1. Um, we, we, we went in depth with every team and talked about some of their strengths, some of their weaknesses, some of their, their poor coaching moves, um, and just how we feel that they are going to stack up against a loaded West Coast uh, conference. So sit down, sit back, relax, and enjoy. The uh, conversation went roughly uh, 68 minutes, so it's a long one, but it's a good one. A lot of information, a lot of detail. Um, we went into a lot of the team-specific needs, um, what we think is going to happen, some of their strengths. Um, it, it was a really good conversation. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy, and um, let us know what you think. Holla. Yo. Yo. Yo, what up, Pitts? How's it going? How you feel, man? How you feel? I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm gonna tell you what. I'm excited for this episode. I really am. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, an episode I've been looking forward to, uh, kind of getting together with you and uh, just kind of. I was hoping we can get it done a little bit earlier, just because. Uh, I mean, I know it's hard to do a preview once the league has started, but uh, or the season has started. But I figured, you know, better late than never. So, uh, yeah, we are gonna do the West um, preview today, and hopefully uh, the East preview. Um, within the next couple of days and, uh, you know, hopefully take a deeper dive into every team. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you don't talk about me as much. You don't, you don't bring up my team. Well, this is your chance. So, um, you know, I guess let's start, uh, you know, I guess we'll make our start from the bottom and make our way up to the, uh, the contenders. So who do we got up first on the list? I was first in the West, you know, uh, 30 teams in the league. So we got 15 teams in each conference. Uh, 
you know, just a little bit of the background formula that we use, everybody, when we were looking at this, you know, we obviously took into account the, the makeup of the roster. You know, at the end of the day, uh, talent wins championships, you know. Something else that we took into account was uh, past performance, uh, you know, and then we also tried to, you know, prospect a little bit. You know, that's, that's what a preview is. Um, you know, a lot about the different owners and coaches' styles and things. Uh, I feel we got a fair amount enough of film on everybody and done enough research to try to make this as accurate as we can. So uh, starting off in the West, uh, the number 15 team is actually going to be our uh, new team in Seattle, the uh, the Seattle Supersonics. And, and, and this is an interesting bunch. You know, uh, they sorely lacked for talent uh, while in New Orleans still and, and this offseason were able to make it. He was splash and get uh, Blake Griffin there, which when you put Blake Griffin with with the young guy, Cody Riley, I mean, that's definitely one of the most intimidating physical front courts that you got in uh, in SSBA. Uh, you look up and down the roster, though, if there's one thing that they really lack, it's going to be shot creation. You know, it's something that and I, and I know you've seen the same thing swimming, you know, and I don't get it. Um, Normally, you know, a coach who's on the hot seat is going to be in a little bit more win now. But, you know, it seems like the coach of the Sonics, uh, Rob, he's got some type of infatuation with with all of these rookies. Uh, you know, when I look at his projected starting lineup for the year, he's got uh, arguably his best, well, not arguably, inarguably, his best shot creator, Drew Holiday, the $26 million man coming off the bench. I think he starts uh, – some guy Gilder, who's like, uh, no, he starts. Ron, he got Rondo now, who he's like a seventy overall. Uh, some other guy Gilder, <laughs> who was a rookie, was like a seventy-one or something like that. Batum, uh, Blake Griffin, and then the guy Cody Riley. So spacing lacks, and the crazy thing about it is, he's got a guy, uh, Michaela, the Russian guy. We just call him the Russian Clay Thompson, who. Literally, like, yeah, I call him Euro Tick Play. Yeah, you know, <laughs> now that with JJ Reddick retired, I mean, he's from what I've seen, maybe the, the, the best sharpshooter right now that we got in the league. I mean, the, the guy's amazing, and, and and I just wonder what Rob's strategy is. You know, is he is he chasing maybe a six man of the year award by bringing him off the bench? I just feel like you know, if he would insert Holiday, you know, in the Russian into that starting lineup. You know, with Batum, uh, Blake Griffin, and the guy Cody Riley, that I mean, that could be a dynamic team. So I, I don't really know what he's after, but I'm still playing all of these, all these young guys. You know, I've scouted them, and and none of them really look like they got superstar potential. Uh, what, what's kind of some of your thoughts going on in Seattle? Man? Yeah, uh, the the Sonics are kind of a uh, cluster, if you may, because um, they have a lot of they have a lot of created players and. You know, Riley is Riley is doesn't have the greatest stats, but he's got good strength, so he's good down low. You know, you got Russian Clay. Um, you know, Gilder is a spot up shooter. I think he's got like ninety something three, something mid. So I mean, he's a decent mid. I mean, overall is horrible. Rondo is just I. I mean, I wish you could see our DMs, me and him, when he was debating whether to put that MLE on Rondo. I was telling him, no, do not do it. You know, you can get him day three, or at least try to get him day right. three. But he uh, he would not listen, and he put that MLE on, and he got him. And um, but then once when Rondo plays, it just kills the spacing because, one, teams can just double off of Rondo, 
and you really can't feed the ball in the fo- in, in the post with Rondo on the yeah. court. Um, you know, that ball goes into the post, a double comes from whoever's guarding Rondo, and it comes back out to Rondo, and you just wasted five, six sec- seconds on the shot right. clock. So um, That's, right. and I do think the Batum trade was a good trade. Um, I, I do like that. He, he did need a ball handler that could be a playmaker, maybe some initi- you know, initiate some plays. Yeah. Um, I do like that, and I, and I do kind of think that Tyson was a little, um, you know, washed and, and just old, and he didn't really need Tyson. Yeah. He has, yeah. you know, some good bigs. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, what he does with that team. I, I do think the Blake Griffin signing really um, uh, helped him out a lot. I mean, he, he needed some sort of a star power there. Yeah. So, um, And, and I, just from years of playing against Rob, I know that Rob does like to go in the post a lot. Um, so I think Blake is the perfect player for his, um, you know, his strengths. Um, yeah, it'll be. I, I just don't know if if I trust all these creative right. players. You know, they and I'm, they're not going to grow as much as he thinks. I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, I feel like when I look at this team, uh, you know, do I think they're a championship contender? Absolutely not. Do I think they're even a playoff team? No. But I do think this could be a little bit more competitive bunch uh, than what it is. Like you said, if we were able to get. A, a true game. And that's the thing. When you're playing two traditional bigs with, with Blake Griffin and, and Cody Riley, you got to have shooting out there on the floor with them at all times. you yeah. got to have that. And I just don't know um, if I see enough shooting. I think realistically, uh, we probably can't expect this team to be at the bottom. Best case, again, Blake Griffin is a superstar. And I, and I do think if he just tweaked that roster and can find more minutes for Holiday or more minutes for the Russian. That would just open things up, and, and from there, this could be a team that when a guy like Blake Griffin gets hot and, and he's able to do some amazing things now on the boards with Riley, he also got McGee. Um, this is a team that can steal some games. At the end of the day, we know the Sonics are going to yep. play inspired ball all year long uh, in the new arena, new fans there. So, uh, But I, for right now, I think I'm going to yep. keep them in that number 15 spot. Yeah, the, the Sonics are always a tough game. Um, you know, I, I was I was watching their game against the Thunder, and they were up by like 18. I came back, you know, 10 minutes later, and all of a sudden it was a close game. I'm like, what the hell happened? Um, but it does show that they can compete with some of these teams. Uh, I think they just need to put together a full 48 minutes and, uh, you know, on a more consistent basis. Cool. All right, so I'm going to move on. Uh, right now at number 14 spot, uh, I got the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Sacramento Kings yep. – uh, they just recently made a, uh, a blockbuster trade, uh, but I, I think it actually hurt them short term. Obviously, getting rid of Kevin Love, uh, you know, it's going to allow it's going to allow the owner Tetsui uh, Gardner to focus more on Dean, his D'Angelo Russell and DeAndre Ayton, who Ayton is just a stud. I don't know if you've seen him or played against him yet, Swim, but uh, he, he, I, he's I a just, stud. Just played him last night, actually. Yeah, he, he he's a stud. He, he's he's a real deal. Yep. Uh, oh from, yeah. yeah. From what I've seen. Uh, and the thing is, the pieces are actually there. A, uh, a D'Angelo Russell and DeAndre Ayton, you know, pick and roll or, or two-man game. But when you got a sniper like a Buddy Hill waiting around, you know, there, there's some – that's the potential for an explosive offense here. But, again, I look up and down the roster. Defense is – I mean, I don't – can't even say it. A premium is non-existent. I mean, a D'Angelo Russell, Buddy Hill backcourt is literally the definition of a barbecue yeah. chicken. Um Justin Jackson probably going to be his best perimeter defender right now. And, again, I just don't know if that's going to be enough to beat the LeBrons, the Rants, the Georges, the Hardens, the Kawhis, the Clays that you run into in the West. 
Um, and, you know, and I also kind of question the, uh, you know, I question the coaches a little bit. You know, he seems to play a little too reckless, a little too out of control. Yep. Um, and he, he's one that I think really should more or less kind of focus on maybe slowing that game down, especially when you got someone like Aiden who literally is one of the few players in this game that I really think can control he can truly control the game from all three levels. I mean, the guy is a uh, the guy's a stud, but I think right now I probably got them uh, number fourteen. What's your thoughts on the uh, on the Kings? Yeah, um, I just played the Kings last night, and um, a lot of thing a lot of the things that you said um, ring true in our game last night. Um, one thing I noticed as far as coaching, he um, he left D'Lo out there way too long in some stretches. Uh, D'Lo played the the entire uh, first quarter, half of the second quarter. Um, so he didn't. And then he sat and he was gassed. And then he played the whole third quarter, and um, he right. tried to bring him in. And I can't imagine his uh, stamina was over, you know, eighty when he brought him back in in the fourth. He just had no energy, and I could tell. Um, and when when D'Lo sits, there's not really much scoring out there. I mean, Buddy Hield yeah. is a nice option, but Buddy Hield and and D'Lo generally play together, so. Uh, you know, and same with Aiden. So I, I just, I, I just was trying to when I was playing him, I was trying to just ride the wave until D'Lo sat, right. and then I knew once D'Lo sat, that was when I was going to make my run. And in the fourth, I ended up just pulling away and, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, getting out to that big lead. Um, yeah, the Kevin Love trade is 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 a little mysterious as far as the motive. I understand Absolutely. you want that pick, you know that that Washington Wizards first round pick, which you know, could be a top five pick, but I don't know if Kevin Love is worth that price. Correct. Um, especially since, I don't, you know, we, let's say we have three or more seasons, you know, are you really, is that player well, not, not really only that, get is as good as you, Kevin Love you trade is right him now? After you decided so. not to match on Marquise Chris. I mean, you literally went from having two of the top 10 power forwards in the game to right now having, yeah. having none. And, and like you said, Shot creation with this team just when sits, man. I mean, it, it's it's slim. And the thing is, he's not an athletic slashing type break the defense down guard. You know, Russell is a uh, he's a shooter. He's more of a scorer, and he's really somebody that you like to see. You know, more of a shot creating yeah. type combo guard beside him. But again, when you got Buddy Hield and and Russell together, you know, it's uh it sounds sexy. Um, you know, a lot of threes, a lot of scoring, but there's just no way this team will be able to get stops consistently. Uh, it's just too much of a burden on Aiton, and Aiton is not there yet. I think in yep. maybe one or two seasons, once DeAndre Aiton is a full-fledged superstar, maybe he can carry a team like this. He's a player that I can see potentially earning maybe that defensive anchor type role. But as of right now, um, I think we got DeAndre Aiton uh, and a Russell show, and I just think it'll be too much weight on uh, on Aiton's shoulders. So I got them in the 14 spot uh, at yeah, at uh, at thirteen. Yeah, I think that's about I went, right. Um, I went to Golden State Warriors, and I'm gonna be completely honest. This is probably, and 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 just no disrespect. This is probably one of the worst thought out rosters that I've ever seen. Um, but I got them this high just because of the strength of Steph Curry. At the end of the day, I do think that. Folks are going to see Steph Curry totally unleashed uh, simply because he has no other shot creation on this team. Um, you know, we, we spoke about in the free agency preview, 
when you're paying yeah. Chandler Parsons seven and a half million, uh, when Nico Miritich is getting paid and guys like that, I see a lot of spot up shooters. But it, again, this kind of another team that I look at, eh, just don't really see it. You know, he he got the young guy Wiseman who uh, who looks great. I'm gonna give it to him. He looks great, but. When you play Wiseman and Steven Adams together, again, that spacing just kind of bogs down, and it gets a lot easier to run a Steph Curry off that line with really nobody to kick out to. He got the guy Langford uh, in the trade with the Thunder from last year who's going to develop well. Uh, but I see him more of like a, as a scorer than a shooter. And then uh, the other guy he drafted this year, Matthew Hurt, is 100% a defensive stopper. I mean, you can literally leave that guy alone and, and, and make him beat you. Uh, he did get Alec Burks. Uh, on a mid-level exception, uh, that's kind of a steep price for him, but he needed shot creation, period. So I uh, look at this roster, uh, and it's just a testament to Stephen Curry that even having this high. Uh, and I just feel like the coach, I just feel like Jay Wood doesn't really have the kill necessary to truly unlock what this team could be. Because at the end of the day, when the Steph Curry gets hot, that's what's going to open things up for all the other players on this team. I, again, I don't really see anybody who can get their own shot on this team, uh, and, and I just don't know if he'll press the issue enough with Curry to really see this team get get out of the bottom three in the West. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it, it's the Steph Curry show in Golden State, and it, it, that team is only going to go as far as he can take them, and the problem is Jay Will's just not aggressive enough with him. Um, you know, you, you'll, you'll see little spurts, and, um, you know, it's all nice and pretty, but in the end, you know, when you have a top five player on your team right. and you're acting like he's a top 20 player, well, it's not going to produce wins. So um, I think he just needs to be more aggressive with uh, Steph. Um, and, and Steven Adams is a nice defensive big, but I don't know. I don't really notice Steven Adams out there when it, it's just him and Steph. So I do like Alex Burks. Um, like you said, uh, he is a little bit overpaid, but there really wasn't much out there. Um, yeah you know, when it, when it came to time to give the MLE. So um, I don't mind that, that, that pick. Uh, I think it's a nice little combo, but um, man, that Warriors team has just fallen hard. And um, and I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to regroup it. You know, I I, I heard that, uh, that Weissman guy was uh, the first overall pick was supposed to be really good. So um, that might be another piece. Yeah, that might be another piece, but um, I guess time will tell to see if, um, you know how long that Warriors team can can go without realizing yeah, that's kind of, they're um, losing situation that's, and that's need to have I'm, to sell off. Know, if I had to make a prediction, man, I just so. think uh, you know if you're going to be if you there's no point in trying to be mediocre. It, it could be one of those that I think uh, Stephen Curry um, with two full seasons locked in this year and he's locked in all of next year. Uh, it, it just would make sense, um, you know, unless we see something hovering around 400, 500. You know, over the first couple of weeks, yep. uh, Steph Curry could be on the way out. Um, there's only there's only so many times you can you know you trade Dre and you trade Clay and then right. you, you get Anthony Davis and you trade Anthony Davis. I mean, this uh, this yeah. pattern is uh, all right. So now uh, this like way the West is exciting. Uh, you know, it's one of those that I think is a it's a, a not very well kept secret that the Western Conference is really just uh, it's loaded with potential teams that could that can make the playoffs. I think everybody probably feel this. Uh, six or seven teams is pretty much solidified. So, you know, it's really almost like you got five teams kind of fighting for maybe getting that number eight spot. And I think the uh, 
right now I got him in the number 12 spot. The, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, man. Again, just coming off of the momentum that the Grizzlies had and T-Dot uh, coming off of free agency, man. When I, I look at this roster, um, and, I mean, he kind of got, you know, one of everything you need. You know, you need uh, – you need a post scoring, you know, all star that can handle volume. You got Lamarcus Aldridge. You know, you need defense. You got Nerlens Noel, Gordon Todd, uh, Kent Bazemore there on the wing. Uh, you, if you need shot creation, you know, on the perimeter, you got Tim Hardaway. You got Austin Rivers, uh, knockdown shooters, Gallinari, Fournier. Uh, you need some more post scoring, Derek Favors, and then you, I didn't even mention, uh, you know, the young star that making Donovan Mitchell. So I, I look at this roster. Uh, there's a lot of pieces there. Jeff T. Uh, also got Yogi Ferrell, microwave guy off the bench. Uh, Jarrell Martin, who can stretch the floor. Um, you know, Ben McLemore still. You know, athletic is, is all is all the piece. I mean, this is a deep, deep team. Um, but a lot of times that can present an issue, man. When I look at this team, I really say, man, who, who is the man on this team? Who, who is the guy? Who's the focal point here that stuff would go through? And, and naturally, you're going to want to say that it would be Aldridge or Mitchell. But I really just don't know if either one of them is necessarily ready for that, uh, you know, for that leap yet. Um, so I'm kind of this is one of those teams that I tell you could be as low as 12. But I wouldn't be surprised if this team actually ended up working their way up to like that number eight, number seven seed. This is really kind of a uh, a wild card team for me. But right now I'm just air on the side of safe just based on the past few seasons. But I mean, the, the pieces are here swim that I mean, this team is. If he can figure out his rotation and, and, and truly find a, a real pecking order here, uh, I think Memphis has got the pieces that they can surprise some folks in the West. Yeah, I, I do like I do like the, what the Grizzlies did this offseason. Um, I, I, it's the team I love to have. You know, you have two strong five units. Uh, you know, you can do the hockey subs and, and, you know, you get to rest everyone. Like you said, the problem is, Who's your star when it's a tie game and a minute left in the game and, and you need a bucket? You know, who who is your go-to? Is it Donovan Mitchell? Is it Galley? Is it LMA? Uh, you know, so it, it is going to have to yeah. be a, uh, you know, maybe it's a trial by error, you know. Mitchell takes this one and then you move on. Or, um, but I really do like this team. It has a lot of players that I actually enjoy playing with. Galley, I loved, I loved having him last uh, 2K. Um, I've always been a fan of LaMarcus Aldridge. Just, um, you know, the, the post uh, fade is, is pretty money, uh, plus the pick and yeah. pop. And, and Donovan Mitchell is an exciting player as anyone in the league. Um, I, I think they kind of screwed him on the dunk rating. Uh, they didn't give him as high as uh, he probably should have. Right. Um, and, you know, and Swim, but, this, man, this is the team I look at. You know, I have to cut you off. Um, it's funny. You know, we were I, just I, talking about the Warriors. If anybody was going to strike a trade, you know, to try to land a superstar. And I know this year uh, we're talking about maybe Steph Curry. You know, we also talking about maybe Boogie Cousins uh, in Boston. If anybody was going to strike a trade, I'm looking at a lot of these guys on some very manageable contracts that, you know, I could maybe put three or four of these guys and some picks together and, and go after one of these big names could, you know, could be the uh, the missing link. So, again, I think this is a team to let's watch how they perform. Are early on, but when the trade deadline gets here, there's some pieces here on some on some good contracts yeah. that some contenders are either going to want or that he may be able to package together and, and get his hands on a uh, and get his hands on a star. So I, I, I like this Memphis roster. Uh, I like the I like the coach. It's just man, you know, a lot of times it's like I do. You know, shit, he, he got legit 15 guys. Who do I play? When do I play him? Uh, he could have some could have some struggles there. 
Yeah, and, and the, the good thing about yep, the Grizzlies yep. is they can afford that cap. I think they have, still have some room under the cap, so they can take a big deal, um, and they don't have to give, you know, they don't have to match that salary as long as they stay under the cap. So that's a huge, huge benefit, especially when not a lot of teams have that um, ability. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see what they do, and maybe the, they do make a little uh, pitch for Steph and, and get that star on that roster, and if it costs yeah, them a couple of players, oh well, they have guys that uh, the number eleven spot. Right there, so we got the uh, we got the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this is an interesting franchise. You know, this is a uh, you know this is probably the Uh-oh. most outspoken coach uh, that we got in the league. Um, you know, and unfortunately, coming off of a playoff guarantee, and we we all remember uh, last year the Trailblazers season literally came down to the last game of the year. Uh, they had an opportunity to truly play themselves in. Um, they were actually up and then uh, committed a bonehead foul at the end against the Hawks, put them on the line to, to beat itself. I, I mean, it's not much more crushing ways that you can miss out on a uh, guarantee. And then coming into this season, they lost Andre Drummond. Uh, they lost Andre Drummond. Uh, did pick up Rudy Gay in the offseason. Uh, Bam Adebayo is looking like he's ready to merge and take a leap. But uh, we know at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Russell Westbrook uh, and Andrew Wiggins. Now, some pieces are here uh, for this team to move up. And like I said, everybody kind of in these next three or four teams I'm going to name, they're really just kind of interchangeable. Uh, but that's one of the things I've yet to consistently see uh, from the Blazers, from Rocky, is the ability to win a close game, an ability to win a game with something on the line. And I just think in the Western Conference, it's going to come down to one or two games that it's going to be a single possession, a double possession game at the end. And he just hasn't shown the confidence in Russell Westbrook to create. It's something about his affinity with the three-point shot with these guys that's, that's been the life or the death of him. Um, again, this is a team that if he gets hotter and truly rein these guys in, I mean, Westbrook is a star. The guy can't average a triple-double. But I just don't know if I trust Rocky enough yet to put him any higher than number 11 in the West right now, man. Yeah, uh, Rocky's always an interesting uh, team to play because sometimes he, he's on and sometimes he can be off. Um, you know, and, and he really he likes to uh, rely on that uh, Westbrook ISO, which I don't blame him. Hell, man, that's a tough matchup. But then he starts getting into all these uh, right, right, these plays to give CJ Miles shots and Rudy Gay shots, and, and and especially when you really need a bucket, that should be that's that's when you turn to Westbrook, you know. So I don't know if he's trying to be cute or he's maybe worried about too much uh, Russell Westbrook isolation, right. but um, you got to feed the beast that got you there. You can't, especially when the time gets tough, you can't go away to that. So um, I just think some bad coaching moments have, have really hurt him, and um, his defense isn't isn't that great either. I, I was scoring on him at will, yeah. and, and he, 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 he can't stop anyone. Well, well yeah, there, when, there you, really when you look at the a, team, I you know, mean – there is no his, his best perimeter defender is. is probably Rodney Magruder. I mean, you know, Andrew Wiggins has got what well, you know, Wiggins has got the athleticism. Uh, you know, he could be he could be something special yeah. on that end, but you know, if I'm just talking, you know, just defense only, it's him and then uh and then out of bio, uh, you know, he's athletic, he's bouncy, but you know, I just don't know if he can truly, you know, hold down a team from the post, uh, you know, keep them out as they can. Uh Wiggins will be interesting to watch this year though. Uh He's, he's been doing the league a favor by keeping Wiggins out on the perimeter. Yeah. You know, everybody's telling him that, like, hey, just because this guy can't shoot doesn't mean it's a shooter. Uh, if he ever consistently, 
you know, realizes that what someone like a Wiggins can do, how he can change the geometry of a defense by driving and creating for others. Uh, this is a team that, in theory, with Westbrook, Wiggins, and Rudy Gay, you got three guys that can score in isolation. Uh, Tyler Johnson should be in contention for six man of the year if used properly. Um, but like I said, I just don't know if we can trust Rocky yet. Uh, I don't know if we can trust him until he starts to take more ownership for his team. You know, he's yeah. one of those seem like he blames the referees, blames the other opponent he's gaming. Until he starts to take ownership, I just don't know if we can really trust him to compete in a game that comes down to the wire. <laughs> he needs um, more wins and less guarantees. He's 0 and 2 on guarantees, you know? Absolutely. Let's, now uh, we got uh, the number 10 spot right now. Wins. This is actually a, a playoff team from each of the first three seasons, uh, but we actually got him projected to miss uh, this year. Uh, and this guy is one of my favorites. Uh, it's actually uh, Prince in the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I look at the roster, and one good thing I like about him, you know, he's had a lot of consistency. The roster hasn't changed too much from season to season to season. It's been the uh, the Dennis Smith and, and Marcus Saul show, and, and it's still that. But uh, now that young guy, he's got Jaron Jackson Jr. made all rookie a couple seasons ago. He's stepping up. But uh, they also made a move in the offseason with Gary Harris. Now, you know, he's got a legitimate third option. And the good thing about someone like Harris is, he really doesn't need the ball in his hands, you know, to be effective. Uh, it just seemed like Prince just hasn't been able to get over that hump. And, and I don't know if it's him regressing or, or just staying stagnant and others, and others getting better, but I just feel like this team has never really taken the leap that, that I wanted them to see. Uh, and then it, it just, the West had just loaded with some of the new blood that came in this year. So I actually looking at them on the outside in right now. Uh, and so far early on, it's been a rough, it's been a rough start. Yeah, yeah. The the Mavericks are always an intriguing team as far as um, you know. Dennis Smith is a beast. He's 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 hard to stop. You know, inside and outside. Yeah, he's got yeah. uh, Derrick Rose now, um, which is a very similar player to be honest. And uh, with with Dennis Smith, kind of uh, you know, kind of a shadow that they one goes in and when the same type of player comes out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Gary Harris is going to be a game changer. And I, and I think with Prince, I think Prince uh, was having a good yeah. year last year and the Gasol injury really set him back. I would have loved to see that, that Mavs team with a healthy Gasol versus the Clippers. Um, I don't know if it would have changed the outcome, but I think it would have been a lot closer than it ended up being. And, and Gasol, I mean, that's, yeah. that's that Clippers weakness. And as you saw in the finals. So I do think that, um, if you can keep Gasol healthy, you know, for the playoffs and, you know, get in the playoffs, obviously, uh, it's, that team's going to be a tough out. Uh, that team plays great defense. Prince's defense is top-notch. His on-ball defense is right up there with anyone. I, I, I always find him hard to beat off the dribble, and, and he's very uh, good at anticipating my moves. So, um, I don't know. Prince is always a fun game to play. I, I always enjoy my games. They always, uh, they always seem to go one way or the other. They... You know, we, we go back and forth, and, um, you know, those close games that where the lead never gets past four is is a great game. So um, I think Prince has, has a chance to move up into the uh, the playoff ranking. Um, he just needs to stay healthy and find his group. Yeah, that's going to be a key piece Harris. right there. If, if Harris can consistently hold things down as a, as a third option, uh, I think that could be the difference. But, uh, again, like I say, that could be yep. it. Uh, Number nine spot, that might be the, the first team piece. that we got projected out 
of the playoffs this year is actually the uh, the Utah Jazz, man. Um, we got Emo in. Uh, it's going to be his first full season actually coaching the Jazz. And when you look at this roster, there's one thing that stands out. Defense, defense, defense. I mean, when you talk Clint Capella, Dante Exum, DeAnthony Melton, uh, Josh Jackson, uh, Robert Covington, Jimmy Butler. I mean, this all these guys. Perim- I mean, this Jimmy is a Butler. defense that can really switch at every position, which is why I don't understand the scheme that he runs. All the double teams, all the reaching and stuff like that. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of negating the fact that he's got great one-on-one individual yep. defenders. Um, you know, he's got this young guy, Cole Anthony, uh, playing point guard. I think he was a top five pick, uh, maybe number one or number two pick, I think. Um, and he's kind of, in my opinion, it seems like he's taking the ball out of Butler's hands, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing at all. He's just not the scorer and efficient that Butler is. Um, Jimmy Butler is really a guy who should be averaging 25 points, five rebounds, five assists. He should be the primary creator on that team. Um, but I just don't know if I trust Emo enough to kind of change his coaching style to fit his personnel. You know, I think we've all known Emo for a while now. His style is going to be his style. You know, he's going to reach. He's going to run his off-ball plays to shoot threes. And another thing with him, he gets frustrated. And he's one of those owners that when he's locked in and focused, He's got the talent in the roster. This yep. is a scary team that I don't think anybody would want to face. But he could get frustrated, and, and, and from there, it all kind of goes downhill. So I got them right outside of the playoffs. I think they'll be a competitive team this year, uh, probably win some games that they shouldn't win. But I can also see him losing some games that he shouldn't as well, too. Uh, what, what do you think about the Jazz? Yeah, I, I think Nemo or uh, Ammo just um... – he always plays the same way, like you said. He, he's always going to have that nice shooting guard that's going to run off all these ball screens. And um, it could be anyone. It could be Clay Thomas. It could be Jimmy Butler. It can be, you know, Donovan Mitchell. Any of, the, any of these shooting guards are all going to play the same way. They're all going to run the same exact plays. He doesn't, he doesn't you know, change his gameplay based on his personnel. It's always the same coaching philosophies. Um, and, yeah, his defense is just a, a – Mash square, you know, he's, it's a hack, and and he, he just puts himself in. You know, I remember playing him, and I was actually struggling to score at one point. Uh, he was Kept in the middle of the comeback, line. and then he had three yep. straight possessions where he fouled me 30 feet from the basket and gave me two free points. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to get that Absolutely. steal, but sometimes you just got to understand it's not worth the risk. Um, and so uh, he does have a nice little squad, though. I, I do like what he did. Um, you know, time will tell. He didn't really use yeah. uh, Mike Conley the way that I thought he should be used uh, yeah. last year. Mike Conley and then and, yeah, like and then the guy than anything. Right, but now the so, guy Anthony, um, I know he's like getting all the type of Anthony. looks and, and, and function of the offense that that Conley should have been getting. So I, I I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, uh again I don't know if this yep. guy Anthony dad put a Levar ball and paid him or what. But I mean, he's just getting a. Uh, if, if the Jazz think that Cole Anthony is going to lead them to the promised land, uh, he's got to wake up. That young guy is just not ready. Uh, this team is going to go as far as Jimmy Butler and Josh Jackson take them. Uh, this team is going to go as far as Jimmy and Josh Jackson take them. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how much weight uh, the Jazz are willing to put on that guy's shoulders. Uh, so now we get to the po- – yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I- – No, Absolutely. Oh, I was just say I do like the Capella signing as well. I do think that he needed, um, yeah. you know, a big man to replace um, Gobert. So I, I, I do like uh, that move. 
uh, I do like that he did focus on defense, and, and that is kind of a little bit of a change as far as I'm just, you know, offense. You know, <laughs> right, you know, right, the right. The first thing you ask for him to trade is what's his three, what's his mid, you know. <laughs> it's good to see him focus a little bit more on defense. So hopefully – uh, I think he has the stick skills to uh, to stop yeah, no, people. No, it's it's all I think it's all mental. Doesn't have the focus it's, it's all to it. it's all mental. Like I said, at the end of the day, the talent is on this roster. Uh, we don't question his stick skills. Uh, I mean, the guy can play the game, uh, but it's all mental. And kind of the same way I feel about the Blazers. Uh, I just don't know if I can trust him right now to to steal those one or two games against the top of the conference that you're going to need to to make your way into the uh, into the playoffs. So I just don't know if I trust it yet. Uh, so, like I said, now we get to the number uh, the number eight team. So, we get to the playoff teams in the West right now. Um, and then number eight, I actually got the uh, I got the Timberwolves. Now, the Timberwolves have actually, so far, they finished as high as number two in the West so far, and I think only as low as fourth or fifth. So, this has been a team that's kind of always been a contender each year, but RW just cannot seem to get out of the first round of the playoffs. You know, I remember last year, uh, his claim was that if he didn't have to match up with the Thunder, and Mamba in the first round, you know, he was going to make it out. But uh, you know, he wasn't able to make it out last season as well, too. Uh, they made a move, uh, got rid of Andrew Wiggins, uh, brought in Kimball Walker. So now, you know, it's really a little bit more focused one-two punch with Kimball Walker and, and the beast that is Carl Anthony Towns, uh, top five, top ten player uh, on the game. Uh, and Towns seems to be doing a little bit more work in the post now. Uh, but when I look at the roster, though, after you get – Kimball Walker and Towns, his third scoring option, Deion Waiters. And, and the inconsistent, yeah, the inconsistent Deion Waiters is like, ah, is this really a guy who can carry offense or the load for you when, you know, when Walker and Towns uh, aren't out there? Uh, he does got Malcolm Brogdon, you know, who's a nice piece. Um, and I, I look at this team, there's a lot of nice pieces, you know, Carly Stein, uh, Jeremy Lamb, Brogdon, guys like that, but. After you get past Walker and Towns, I don't know who I really would trust in a playoff series to get a key stop for him. I just the way I'm looking at this roster is just looking like really too much weight on uh on Towns' shoulders. Uh, I do think this team will get into the playoffs again, uh, but it'd be interesting to see what type of uh, offensive philosophy uh, we got out of Minnesota this season. Yeah, uh, the Timberwolves are a running team. They will always be a running team, and Kemba Walker is a is a good little point guard to to start that running. You know, the off the fast breaks and rebounds and whatnot. Um, I don't know if Dion Waiters can keep up with that though. You know, he he doesn't. I don't know if he's is, if he's the right player for that. I don't know if he, if he is, is he starting uh, Dion or uh, is he having him come off the bench. I'm I'm gonna assume that he's gonna be starting him. Um, I do like the Towns. Towns yeah. is, is always going to have a good, uh, you know, season. And um, it does sound like he is putting him in the post a little bit more. Um, he still sometimes gets in those little off-screen plays, wants to pretend that he's a guard. You know, also he puts yeah. him in that little spin cycle where he drives and does a spin. And, you know, it's it's, it's just, it's, right. it hasn't, I guess it works for Towns, but does it work for him? You know, does it work for the team? So, um I don't know, and plus, I, the Wolves have yeah, always been a true. team that's that true. focuses too much on the doubling. Um, they, when, when they get down or when they uh, when they get desperate, they they throw in the doubles and and just leaves wide open shots. So um, I actually I, I do like the Timberwolves this year. I just don't know if yeah. um, if they're gonna 
make that next leap. And, and you know, they're always in the six, seven range and matching up against those top couple of teams. Another first round exit. That's what you never think. have seemed to push through. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I think that's where they're at. I'll tell you, man, this is a uh, this is an interesting team, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think we all remember uh, an epic series that the Nuggets had with the Thunder uh, last year. Uh, had them actually on the brink of elimination. A lot of us thought they would do it. And I look at this roster, man. Offense, offense, offense. I mean, C.J. McCullum, Marquise Chris, uh, brought in Rodney Hood just recently in a trade. And then you got the big guy, uh, Joker, uh, Nikola Jokic in the middle. Uh, this team can score. I mean, you got shooting literally. At every position, uh, I look at some of the pieces like Tony Snell that he's got, uh, you know, Norman Powell also brought in. So, I mean, he's got a couple wing defenders there. But if there's one thing this team lacks, that's not a true point guard on this roster. I see all of these, you know, shooters and scorers, and you got a big man, but there's not that one floor general on this team to kind of make all the pieces click. Uh, I know he's been running C.J. McCullum. At the point guard position, nominally, but, you know, we all know McCullum is – he's more scored and shot creator for the rest of the team. So, uh, this is a team that should be fun to watch. Uh should be a lot of ball movement. Um, a lot of different guys can get hot at different times. But, you know, again, like we said about some of these other teams, I just wonder when you need to slow this game down come playoffs, who's going to be that primary ball handler that you can trust to make that pass on point, not the pass that's a little far – left or right that allows that you know allows the defense to close out but uh, a lot of potential i mean this is a team that if they get hot and, and all these scoring options start hitting shots i don't think this is a team that anybody would really want to face in a three-game series but uh right now probably i got them in that seventh spot yeah the nuggets are a surprising team as far as um they really um, impressed me last playoffs when they took uh, the Thunder to three games. Um, I actually thought they should have yeah. won that series um, because I was watching game they one. Went like double, like double and triple I feel overtime, like they really like that, right? blew that game. Uh, they had chances to win. Yeah. Yeah, the first game went to double or triple overtime, and they had uh, the ball with five seconds left, and they give it to yeah. CJ, and they have him take a shot 10 feet behind the three point line. Um, that just it just was not a good, and I knew he would come back. I and mean, then he actually won game two. Now uh, who right, knows right. if he won game one? Would he win game two? You never know. But um, it's just it just goes to show, man. Especially in a three game series, that that one that one decision really came back to hurt him. So, uh, and Nikola Jokic yeah. is a beast. He he simply I have never had an answer for him. Uh, he has always dominated me um, as far as just doing whatever he wants. He can score, he can um, rebound, you know, offensive rebounds. Um, so he's, he's always been a, uh, a really good player. For yeah, yeah, like I said, you got, uh, uh, let, let go got Rodney Hood, right? Did, did, a, uh, did, a, trade did that, a little bit of an offensive yeah. defense trade, uh, you know, since he got Norman Powell and Tony Snell now. So, yeah, he and Hood is a scorer. I mean, the guy's a flat-out scorer, man. Yeah. I do like that Nuggets roster, uh Hopefully they can put it together and have a uh, really good year and and maybe creep up. Yeah, to that no, top this is the team. I said. They, they home, get hot and, and the ball advantage. is moving. You really can't, other than Jokic. I mean, you can't focus on just one guy out there. Uh, it would be nice to see though if they could bring in a legitimate point guard, uh, a dimer. You know, somebody. Uh, this is a team that I'm gonna tell you that Roger and Rondo would be a perfect fit. Can you imagine Rondo running the point with McCullum, Hood, Chris? Uh, 
Jokic, all these guys around him. Like, that'll just be that would be a perfect fit for a point guard like that. Uh, he just need he really just needs a diamond floor general to get all these guys involved, make sure yeah. everybody gets their shot so it don't become my turn, your turn. But uh, this is a team that I think, like you said, best case scenario. I can see them getting hot and getting all the way up to maybe uh, that number four or five, maybe potentially get a first-round game uh, in the West. But right now, I think we got them at uh, at number seven. But, again, this is a team that I really, like you said, I don't think anybody wants to see in a uh, in a three-game series. Uh, the number six spot, we got the Spurs. Uh, you know, new coach. Uh, came over from the Raptors. Uh, got some good free agents with them. Tristan Thompson, uh, Serge Ibaka. Andre Iguodala for veteran presence, but we know this team is going to go as far as the young guys, uh, Zion Williamson and uh, and Luka Doncic take them. Uh, and I tell you what, man, they both look like budding stars. Williamson is uh, I, he, he's a beast. He gets ahead of steam. You know, the guy's a freight train. You're not stopping him. And Luka's he's one of the most skilled guards that we have in the league already. Um, I just think this team is still probably a year away. I just, you know, I still think uh, some little inconsistency, some young moments that they're going to have. Um, the George Hill signing was good. You know, guys like that can, can stabilize a team. But I just think uh, when your focal points are kind of that young, uh, it kind of makes stuff tough for you. This is another team, too, uh, with Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. Uh, I see a lot of pieces on this team that he could potentially be in the market for maybe a trade to kind of bring in a, a, a one legitimate veteran star to help carry these young guys. But, uh you know, this is a team that right now I think should finish somewhere around sixth in the West. Uh, can score a lot of points. Uh, got a lot of veteran defenders in there. I just don't know if any of these guys are ready to take that leap yet that you're going to need, like you said, when you get to the playoffs and say, hey, I'm the man, and kind of assert itself as the best player on the floor, how Fultz did for the 76ers last season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, who is that man that, that – you know, that alpha dog that kind of takes that uh, team by the helm and, and just puts that team on his back and, and, and takes those big shots. I know Luca can do it. Um, Zion, I think, can do it. I don't know if he can do it this year, um, you know, because he really doesn't have that outside shot, although he did he did make quite a couple of threes versus me to, yeah. uh, you know, maybe have me respect that three-point shot. But uh, Zion yeah. on that break is, is just uh, unstoppable, man. That, that – that, that dunk rating is, is legit, and it, it just will not be blocked. It will not be touched. So, um, and, and it, he does remind me a little bit of DeRozan. I, I think uh, be with uh, DeRozan had a little bit better yeah. of a shot, as far as just knowing that shot, knowing his hot spots and whatnot. Uh, I think B is just still learning. Um, you know, Williamson and yeah. um, Doc is, is a beast, man. He he is gonna every year he progresses. He's just going to get better and better, and I would not be surprised within the next two years if he is a top ten that, NBA yeah, that's, or that's how I was SSBA, looking, man. Yeah. Um, player because that there yeah. is there is going to be no weakness in his game. I mean, he's already got the three point shot. He's going to get better defense, and this is better a team uh, that, layup. Yeah. And it's coming. That's so, it. That's um, it. And, and when you know, look at him, man, you, it's, 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 you know, a lot of the teams uh, that we're about to get into now in the Western Conference, uh, a lot of them probably looking at, you know, this being their last real shot because, uh, you know, with LeBron James, Kevin Durant up a contract this year, Bradley Beal uh, with the Thunder, um, you know, when you look at this Paul George with the Rockets, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty at the top of the West after this offseason. So, and this is one that I think the Spurs uh, come next year. I mean, this this could be a uh, this could be a scary team. So, I, I think, uh, you know, they kind of remind me of, you remember when the Thunder – uh, 
played the Lakers that, that first year in the playoffs, and everybody knew, like, man, once once the Lakers hit the decline, they're coming. That, that's that's how I see this. Uh, that's coming, how I see yep. this first team. Back to back. That's what yeah. happens when you get two uh, top picks back to back. You know, it just man, and you and you hit on both of them. It, they, they eventually progress and they become uh, you know cheap players on Absolutely. a on good deals and. and this year, Almost right, right. Uh, the number five spot, this year. Uh, man, we in the heavyweight division now, and, and it, you know, it almost feels disrespectful to even have this team at number five, uh, you know, it made the Western Conference Finals two out of the last three seasons, um, got the best player on the game uh, on your team, but uh, number five, I got the Phoenix Suns, uh, they brought in John Wall this year, um, LeBron's had a different sidekick now. Every season that he's been in uh, in Phoenix, he had Kimber Walker. Uh, last year he tried to do it uh, with Gobert, and this year he's trying to do it with John Wall. Uh, LeBron just can't get out of the West. You know, it was one of those that in the East, um, you know, you've seen like he's making the finals each year. LeBron's come West now, and he just can't make it out, man. Um, and I got him in the five spot. You know, it's one of those that I think we're all still waiting to see Sane just finally unleash LeBron, and I, and I think it may be coming. This year, looking at the start that they had, um, I really know that, you know, when he played me uh, two seasons ago in the Western Conference Finals, and, and he was up two games to one and had like a 15-point lead, you know, going for the closeout. I know, uh, you know, it seemed like that really that really kind of set the franchise back. And now it's uh, they're taking one last shot. I look at the roster, and unfortunately, I see a lot of my turn, your turn. But that works when you got, I mean, just two of the greatest slashers that you got in the game, but he's done a good job building the roster up with uh with shooting around those guys. Uh, your Michael Green, Hernan Gomez. Uh, he got a young guy, Quentin Grimes, who who looks like he's a real deal. Another another shot creator. Uh, again, this is a team that could be. It wouldn't surprise me if they finished first place. You know, when you think about the coach that you got over there, and you got the best player on the game. But I still just think there's going to be a uh, it's going to be a learning curve for those two. But come time playoffs get here, if they're in that five, that four or five spot, it's going to be a team that wouldn't surprise me if they went all the way. Yeah, the the Suns are, you know, they got two Bulldogs, and then, um, you know, I, I don't know about much else. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if those other players can be a supporting cast, but, you know, sometimes in the NBA, all you need is two two All-Stars or two Alphas, and, and you're good to go. So, I mean – it's about time that we see LeBron James up in the top right. three in, in MVP. He needs to have that type of year um, for the Suns to crack the, crack, crack, uh, the top four in the it West. It does. It does. Uh, it feels weird not having LeBron up there. I mean, I know he's been up there, but, um, you know, it's time that he uh, he needs he needs to win an SSBA MVP. Um, so, yeah, actually, yeah. Wall, know, John yeah, Wall has, MVP has his from, MVP from season actually, one of uh, his days yeah. in the Wizards. And I know playoff LeBron, and again, so, I've seen him up close. It's like, Man, if we can get this LeBron for the regular season and, and the Suns, uh, we got to remember the Suns have always had each season, too. They've had some tough matchups in, like, the first round of the playoffs each time as well, too. So, if LeBron yeah. can, you know, turn it on a little bit earlier, man, um, this would be a team that, you know, if they can get to that, even that number one or two spot in the West in the regular season uh, with a little bit easier path to navigate, could find their way, uh, you know, making it to the finals. Uh, and the number four spot, we got the Rockets, uh, and I think KJ found a little bit of an identity last year after James Harden got hurt. You know, I think he found out that, man, 
if if we actually move the ball, it actually kind of makes stuff easier on my stars. Uh, you know, I actually I played him, and he actually beat me after after Harden went down when when his team was significantly worse. He started playing team ball, and I just don't think anybody expected that. Um, the problem in Houston is always going to be defense. You know, he's got Paul George now, and that's one guy, um, and he's got Demar yep. Carroll. So I mean, uh, there's perimeter defenders on the team, Josh Hart as well, but it's just something about his philosophy and the pace of play. It just seems like every time he's on defense, he's just trying to let the other team get a shot up as quickly as they can as he can get back on offense. But still, when you got a guy as dynamic as Irving, uh, Paul George, one of the top two or three uh, true two-way players on the game, uh, this is a team I don't think anybody wants to face. And, and when a guy like Irving gets hot, he can carry the team on his own for one or two games. You know, we've seen that not only in real life, but we've also seen that here in SSBA too. Uh, so they should finish around that number four seed. But this is a team that he can find a defensive philosophy that works for him. Uh, don't be surprised if, if this team gets hot. Again, nobody wants to play this team in a three-game series. Yeah, I'm actually not as high as you are on the Rockets. Um, I, I just don't know if that Harden, you know, trade was the best thing for him. I, I understand that, you know, um, he really didn't have much defense, but I, I sometimes I think defense is a mentality. And um, even with even with Paul George, I don't know if he that team is going to be stopping a lot of people. Uh, and that that Harden ISO, you know, pick and roll, and however you, you know you want to do lethal. it, it was lethal. That yeah. that was impossible to stop. That it, you could not stop that. And and Paul George, yeah, he's going to have his days. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do what Harden did. And Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie was also an, uh, an ISO player, so maybe they can't. Maybe he thought they canceled each other out. But you put Harden and I, um, Kyrie on the floor together, or, or separate them, and just have them take turns. Was. That was a tough team to stop scoring, uh, and that's actually what got them the farthest in, in last year's playoffs was those two. And and actually Harden being hurt. Um, only emphasize that he can, you know, needs that scoring. So time will tell um, to see if the Rockets can improve and and get better defensively. Yeah, Hopefully true. they can. They really can't get much worse, to be honest, because there aren't many other teams well, I think, in the uh, league that he's play less defense than them. He's always one of the bottom five rated defenses, so, but I think in actual points allowed, he's been dead last two of the three seasons. So, I mean, if he – he giving up. He's giving up points. So just man, he's scoring. He's giving up. So yeah. you know it's a shootout. Um, you know that's when I play this team. I always say, hey, I, I want to keep it under 100 for my team and his. I know if I do that, I'm going to win. So uh, right now we exactly. get to uh, projected number three right now in the West. I got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, you know, and this is interesting. Um, the Thunder have literally had almost like a different star pairing in each season. You know that we're going into. Uh, you know, when we started off with Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Carmelo Anthony and Blake Griffin, um, got to the finals, but, you know, it was postponed. Hasn't been able to make it out of the West since. Uh, this year, actually brought James Harden back to where it all belonged. Uh, I mean, to where it all started. Um, got Bradley Beal there as well, too. And, you know, and it's kind of one of those that um, I do wonder. I'm like, man, has, has Mamba spent more time and investment you know, and, and building other owners in the league and other coaches that, you know, he, that he's lost sight of himself. Uh, he's going to be scary with Harden, though. You know, unlike Harden's time with the Rockets, 
you know, I, I know in this system, yep. you know, Harden could probably flirt with an average of a triple-double. He's at least going to average his 10 assists as well, too, because he's going to use him to create shots for the rest of these guys on the floor. Uh, Bradley Beal is a stud. He's one of the most underrated players on this game. A lot of folks don't know uh, the guy's got 99 mid-range, contested all that across the board. That's higher than Kevin Durant. So the guy's a scorer. Um, but then when you get to his third option, really, wow. is it Jeremy Lin? Is it James Johnson? Uh, is it Jay Crowder some nights? I don't know. You know, we do know that the ball is primarily going to be in Harden's hands, uh, as it should. Um, but we just don't know. I mean, it's kind of one of those that, you know, Mama's unofficially the uh, best coach, best user that we got. But people are actually still waiting on him to get over that hump and, and you know, and bring in that – uh and bring in that title. Uh, I just don't know if this team is deep enough. Uh, TJ Warren, sneaky good signing for him on the mid-level. That's some more scoring for him. And, uh, and he recently made the trade, like you discussed earlier, for uh, for Tyson Chandler. So he's kind of got everything he needs at all levels. Um, but I just don't yep. know, you know, again, at, at the end, is this team going to be enough to, uh, to take over the two teams that I got ahead of them? How you feel about the Thunder this season? Um, I, I like the Thunder. I actually was looking forward to seeing Dame and uh, Harden on the court together at the same time. I was a little um, – I understand the move. I, I understand it opened up some more money to, um, you know, get some more free agency or free agent players. Um, but when he made that Harden trade, I was like, damn, you know, Dame and uh, Harden on the court together. Yeah, yeah it kind of is a little bit of like uh, Kyrie and Harden. But we saw how lethal that combination was. And – um, I guess, you know, Harden is now basically being used as, um, you know, somewhat of a point guard. Um, he, he does like Jeremy Lin. I, I never really gotten the fascination with Jeremy Lin. Um, but I know he does like him. Maybe, uh, I think he likes him in the pick and roll. Um, TJ Warren was a, a great signing, you know, kind of a late MLE surprise pick. Um, the one, the one questionable pick or free agent signing that I do have is a Jay Crowder for 18 million. Um, I don't know if Jay Crowder is a worth a day one min, um, yeah. but I guess you know those three and D guys are valuable. I know well, you know, and it's, it's kind of one of them on a team like that. Um, but when you got, a, just, you know, when you got a hard you got him less. backcourt, you know, you kind of do have to defense got to be priority, kind of yeah, kind of everywhere else out there. But uh, again, this is one defense, of those that yep. team. Uh, but someone like Hard who can control the game, a true floor general out there who also get his own shot. Uh, and the master tactician, that's Mamba. Again, this is just somebody that if you're going to beat this team, it probably is going to be like a first-round deal because the longer a series gets, there aren't too many people that I think are going to out-coach him, you know, and, and, with, the, and with the adjustments needed in a five-game, seven-game series. Yeah, he's, he's definitely going to make good adjustments throughout the series. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, the longer the series goes, uh, the less you're uh, – Right. Become, uh, so. Number two, uh, got, like the, the uh, got my boys, the uh, you know the LA Lakers, uh, and, you know, and this is as as unbiased, yeah, <laughs> right, dog. No, but uh, as unbiased Ooh. as I can put them, um, you know, I really think <laughs> this season is going to be all about the the reemergence of Lonzo Ball. I think a lot of people, uh, since Kevin Durant's been in LA, you know, folks kind of forgot about him, but uh, you know, folks don't remember that. And that first season, Ball was like neck and neck with Wall for MVP and. And it's scoring, and he just progressed well. But uh, again, it comes down to Kevin Durant is just not the same player coming back from that injury. He's just not the uh, not the same player. Uh, folks don't believe it, and then they play me, and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, you won't lie. He just don't move the same." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, he just 
He just not. Uh, but the roster is deep. The yep. roster is deep this year. This is definitely the most depth uh, that we've had in Los Angeles yet. Uh, Hazonia, you know, coming in. Uh, R.J. Barrett, the young guy, he looks good, man. He he looks good. He looks good. He's he's still a tad inconsistent, though. It's yeah. kind of one of those, yeah, man, if I could have next year's R.J. Barrett with this team, uh, I feel a little bit better and really like my chances of getting there. Um Got everything you need. Jeremy Grant's a good piece. Uh, got solid bigs with Davis, Howard, and Mozgov. So uh, Wayne Ellison proving to be a sharpshooter. So team is team is very deep. But at this point, only going to go as far as Lonzo Ball is going to uh, is going to take us. And the one thing with him, Lonzo can go for forty two points on seventeen shots one night, but then he he just been very inconsistent with his own shot. And then I actually went and had to see that he got sixty something uh, offensive consistency. So it uh it makes sense. Um, but all the pieces are there. Uh, how much Kevin Durant has left in the tank is really going to be the story of the season for uh, for my Lakers. Yeah, Lon- the good thing about Lonzo yeah. is uh, you'll know right away if he has right. it or is he don't. If he don't, you know, with the first couple of shots. Uh, and I noticed, you know, when you played me, uh, I mean, he was on fire. He was he was pulling up from three on the break. He was, you know, pulling up three feet beyond the three point line. There was. There was really nothing I can do, and it was just one of those nights where you got to tip your hat and move on to the next game. Um, I, I do like what you um, what you have with yeah. the roster. Mm. I think uh, one player you forgot to mention is Dwight Howard. Um, he um, he absolutely destroyed me on the offensive glass. Um, he just you know he he was able to bully bully my bigs and kick it out for you know other uncontested threes. So. Um, you know, R.J. Barrett is a up-and-coming player. He's going to be a you know one of those top ten players within a couple of years. Um, you know, and he's just going to get better and better. Um, I do like that you do have some nice defensive wings. Um, yeah, with Robeson you know, and Grant. Yeah, we got some uh, and Tyreek Evans too. Uh, another, you know, just another shot creator. Exactly. Right? Yeah, the team, the team is deep, but again, uh, yeah. this entire roster was built in mind, and this this whole framework was all done with. The idea that Kevin Durant was going to continue to be that that MVP uh, level player, and he just uh, man, he he's lost more than one step. He, he's lost more than a step, and I I just don't know if uh, yeah if I, if I can trust him. You know that that used to be that was my money right there. You know if I needed a bucket, man, hey, I'm calling ISO one angle. We're putting everybody on one side, and, and I'm going to work. I'm either going to blow past you, or you're going to give me so much space that I'm gonna pull up. Uh, he just ain't getting the separation, man. I know. You know, even when I played you last night, you probably had to be thinking, like, Fitz, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to score with him. <laughs> he just ain't got it no more. So, uh, so I think the number two spot, yeah. um, I, like I said, I got confidence in myself. I got confidence in Lonzo, but just can't trust him, man, to, to get over the hump on his own until I see him a little bit more consistent with that shot. Uh, that's where it's going to be. Uh, and back at number one in the West, uh, it was pretty unanimous. Um, we got defending Western Conference champion L.A. Clippers who've uh, done nothing but add to Kawhi and Clay, uh, Anthony Davis. And the thing is, they're coming back hungry this year. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think Red and the Clippers really thought that last year was going to be their year. I had like a 36-game win streak, uh, blew through the Western Conference. Uh, and then even when they got to the finals and were down, you know, when he won those two games, you know, to get the game six, I really think a lot of people thought that the Clippers had what it takes to, uh, you know, to get over that hump. But uh, but it didn't work. But they they didn't rest on their laurels. They went out this summer and got Anthony Davis. And uh, it, it's just a scary team, man. It, it, it's really just a uh, – it's just a scary team. Red is more and more diversifying his game uh, each time I watch him. You know, this was a guy that 
you know, we go back to season one, all you're seeing is the same floppy plays and stuff. But now I'm watching, I'm seeing Kawhi Leonard get isolation, pull up and stuff. You know, he's working his post game now. Collison is making so much money for himself. He's about to be a free agent coming up. This, this guy Collison, uh, you know, he's just getting money. DeJounte Murray just keeps improving. Uh, Hernan Gomez and Tarr Black, I mean, they're, just, they're killing on the glass. And, and like you say, the beast that is Anthony Davis, man. He's a guy that can score no points and have a, a huge impact on the game. Uh, it's going to be interesting. There have been some growing pains already, uh, which they're going yeah. to be whenever you got, you know, three mega stars like that and trying to find, you know, shots and a hierarchy for everybody. But uh, this is a team that uh, once the season gets deeper and, and head into the playoffs, I really can't think of any reason not to expect them to come out of the West again, uh, Swim. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, we really need to have an investigation. <laughs> as far as what, they got what's the camera, going on right? Clippers they the agency. Are they, uh, are they drugging so under, these guys under the or table what, deals? man? Because yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden the yeah. Clippers are a destination. <laughs> Oh, it's. I mean, I I've never seen so much you know good fortune on in that calculator for one team. But um, yeah, you touched on it all. I mean, that Clippers team is deep. It's got star power. Um, you know, it can shoot lights out with any yeah. of their bigs. I mean, even Anthony Davis can stretch out to the three point line. I mean, Clay is, is literally a wild card. You know, he he can he can drop forty on That's you, true. and he That's can true. drop That's you know true. ten depending on what kind of night it is. Uh, and then. And then, you know, but even still, he's still a good defender. That's the thing about these three stars. They're all good defenders. They're all plus. Yep. Yeah, they're all plus defenders. They all, you know, have really good on-ball defense. And Anthony Davis provides blocks and rebounds. And, um, you know, then he's got the the point guard play with Murray and Collison, who are just – Collison was just unreal in that finals. I I was seeing Collison just pulling up – you know, jumpers in front of, you know, faults, you know, and with no care in the world and, and just nothing but net. So um, it was really impressive what he did in the finals and in throughout the last year's playoffs. So that's true. Um, that's you know, true. Now he's got pressure. Now shot, he's going to be facing and every never really seen uh, best in his position. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. And you've already seen him break a rule. Yeah, you've already seen him break a rule. So, uh, you know, next yeah. next violation will be, I believe it's eight games. Or five, I'm not sure, but um, yeah. So now he's, he's got to, you know, start focusing and 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 you know can't take these uh you know little rule infractions for granted because when you're the best That's team, the thing, you know, the, the, breaking the, rules, the limelight is definitely you, uh, so. it's definitely on uh, you, man. When you're on top, everything you do is is, is scrutinized, yeah. and it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, stick skills don't come into play, but like you said, the one thing that could crack this team, you know, could be mental perseverance, man. When when, when the scrutiny and stuff that that comes with being the top, you know. The jab, the trash yep. talk. Uh, you got what everybody wants right now in the Western Conference, you know, and and, and everybody's coming for that. And and you know, I mean, even just right. um, you know, what happens when he loses two games in a row? Right. You know, he can't handle he can't handle losing one game. You know, the world is 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 coming down. The his team's not good enough. Losing one game. So um, you know, imagine a little losing streak. How how far does it burn? So. We'll see. We'll see what happens with um, you know the Thunder, but right now yeah. we got him etched in the the it one is, spot. And, so uh, you know, the just go over the West. We got uh, so. our projection for the West. We got uh, in the one spot the Clippers, two Lakers, three Thunder, four Rockets, five Suns, six Spurs, seven Nuggets, eight Wolves. Uh, nine through fifteen goes Jazz, Mavericks, Blazers, Grizzly, Warriors, Kings, and Sonics. Uh, let me ask you one question, man. If there's one team that you had to pick. 
outside of the playoff projections that we got right now to uh to go farther than you think, uh, who would it be? Okay. And the reason uh, why I'm gonna go with okay. the Mavericks. I think the Maver I I, I think the Mavericks are better than ten. Uh, at least I think they have the potential to be better than ten. Uh, I know I know Prince's activity is is high and he, that should never be an issue. Uh, and I think I Prince can beat anyone. I, Prince can beat anyone on this list, you know, straight up. Um, so he just has to put it together. And he had a good season last year, and I, I think he just you know fell a little yeah, short. Yeah. I forget what he was seated as a four or five. Oh, and then the Gasol uh, injury. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the first round matchup with uh, Red. Yep, and then the Gasol injury. So uh, I, I don't think I think that team is ready for a nice little run. Um, but like like we've kind of discussed, I mean, these top eight to ten teams are all vying for that, you know, that eight spot. So right. uh, uh, I'm going to pick the Mavericks. I'm telling you, you I, I don't know. I just got I got a funny feeling about these Memphis Grizzlies, man. And I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know if he's going to do it with the roster that's currently in yep. place, or if it's going to be something that he kind of puts those pieces together to make a move and make a splash. But I got a feeling that the Grizzlies could uh, could sneak into the uh, into the playoffs. Uh, now, which team do we got projected for the playoffs that you think could be in danger of uh, of actually, you know, falling into the lottery? Um, man, I, I'm. I really want to say the Rockets wow. because wow. I, I don't know if I'm a believer yeah. in the Rockets as much as uh, you are. Um, but I'm I'm actually going to go with the Timberwolves, and the reason is is I just don't know if the Timberwolves can get quality wins versus the top guys. Um, they can beat up on the the lesser guys, True. but can they then can they beat any of the top guys? I know Prince can beat those guys. I've seen him beat mm, those that's, guys. That's fair. That's I don't play. know if, if there's one can. player. That you had to say that the uh, the Western Conference this year is going to be come down to how this player does or, or what we get from this player. Who do you think this season is the most important player in the Western Conference? Wow. Okay. Lonzo Ball. That's it. That's 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 what it comes down to for the Lakers. It it does. And if Lonzo plays well, the Lakers do well. If Lonzo doesn't play well. The Lakers struggle, and that offensive consistency is going to be an issue. Um, but Lonzo Ball is also a top three point guard in the league right now, so <laughs> you, you kind of do have that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the playoffs are going to come down to you know these these short series are tough. They're you know a couple of possessions are a huge deal. Um, yes. Is Lonzo Ball going to make that that that's close three? I do say to, this, man. You know, this, close, gonna come down to. this is going to be the most exciting Western Conference we had yet because, again, with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Paul George, uh, Bradley Beal, a lot of these guys are going to be up for uh, for free agency after this season. So, I mean, this is going – we can guarantee right now that the Western Conference is not yeah. going to look the same after this season. So, this could really, like we said, be a, uh, be a last-ditch run out of championship for a lot of these teams. So we know that these playoffs are going to be, uh, are going to be exciting, man. Uh, that's all I got. I think that was a great preview. You got anything else? Yep. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give uh, the listeners a little, okay. uh, uh, free, uh, trivia. Let's, uh, let's give free X fee, free five XP. If, uh, you can DM me, uh, the answer to this question, we'll give the first five people that DM me, uh, the answer. Uh, let's go with the uh, the only player that was on the all SSBA defensive team all three years. 
if you have that answer, DM me, and um, we'll, we'll award you five XP just because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're one for the, the people. So, and I know this was a long, long prod podcast. So, um, yeah, if you can uh, re- research that and, uh, you know, just to show that you've been uh, listening. And, um, and also one thing I do want to let you guys know is uh, there is an option on this Anchor app to submit some voice questions. And, um, you know, you submit them. We get them. We'll play them on the next uh, podcast, and we'll answer them right there on the spot for you. It's an easy way for you to get on the podcast and uh, let your voice be heard. And uh, if you if you think that we're not talking about something, so go ahead and uh, you can either submit some audio questions or if you want to write something down and right send on. it to us, and we'll uh, we'll address it next episode. So I, I think it was a uh, yeah good informative uh, episode, and let's uh, look forward My to uh, the East preview coming up in the next couple of days. Thanks, bro. I do.